0: tellers such as myself we welcome you to the show whether this is your first time with us or your 89th time with us we welcome you we welcome one and all and so we have one of our new episodes one of the features of our new season season three of ring of tyranny uh today uh, we're going to talk about well we're gonna we we have a, a special episode to bring to you we're going to talk about something that we love this is going to be a hashtag wrestlecast nation salute and for our hashtag WrestleCastNation salute, we're not here. We're not here to recap our show. We're not here to recap the history of Ring of Tyranny, the mythos. We're not here to talk about the space alien whose name is Dweebus, uh, AKA Sammy Callahan, AKA Christian Call- Christian Cage, AKA Ernest the Cat Miller who posed as a human three years ago and infiltrated my truth-telling operation that spanned a decade, an AM radio station seven days a week, four hours a day, had an online radio present, had forums where the fans talked about their rights and standing up against the government, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that the space alien that, that took my voice for two years, so I had nothing better to do than watch uh the wwe network on my daughter's organic farming operation that she had to start uh to save the family because the space alien the post as a human had run off all my sponsors from a t- truth-telling often confer- often uh referred to as conspiracy theorizing operation and uh god I'm, all my shows canceled ruined the hard work of my blood sweat and tears ran me out of town and put us on an organic farming operation because we were blessed uh, enough in order for that to take off And now I live there somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. And I was doing fine. I was having a. I was. uh, decided to return to broadcasting after two years when the voice came back because my my wife and I decided it would be okay as long as I didn't do any truth telling. As long as I stuck to my newfound uh, rekindled fire with my old love, with my old flame, professional wrestling. We decided it'd be okay for me to return to broadcasting. I'm a third generation broadcaster, first generation podcaster. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. So I got back on the airwaves. I started bringing this podcast to you, the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. Ring of Tyranny, uh, and uh, the space alien Dweebus, a.k.a. Ernest the Cat Miller, a.k.a. Uh, Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Christian Cage, came back. He uh, started listening to our show. He started getting real into WWE, uh, just as we were starting to back off of the WWE coverage, because there's 10,000-plus uh, infinite WrestleCasts out there doing WWE-exclusive coverage. We decided it wasn't necessary for us to do WWE coverage, and we started focusing instead on the smaller guys like MLW, on the uh, AEW personification, corporate hood personification of the American Dream, dusty roads against the evil empire personified by Vince uh, McMahon. We started uh, talking about that, and uh, Dweebus, the space alien, got obsessed with that. He got obsessed with WWE, got very upset that we weren't covering WWE, so he started interfering with our show. He started putting in his own uh, WWE pay-per-view prediction shows. And we decided to just we just kind of had to give up. He'd put in a scary, spooky laughter over the shows, and he'd interfere in all kinds of ways to the point that I decided to give him a segment. And it was right at that moment that the black helicopters, the black cars. And the men in black showed up, FDI Special Agent Clinton showed up at my doorstep with the DEB throat grade throat lozenges that are helping me come to you now with such a clear, silky, smooth voice and not the grating, annoying, and downright irritating voice that, as Special Agent Clinton called it, that I've been coming to you with for the past year or so on Ring of Tyranny. Uh, No, we're not here to talk about all that with you. And if you'd like to get more familiar with what I'm talking about, if you're like, what's that guy talking about? Then you can uh, go ahead and familiarize yourself with the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show and the 11 or 12 episodes that constitute season two of this show. Heck! Uh, Listen to the 10 10 episodes that constitute season 3. This is episode 11. It is October 22nd, 2019, and I'm coming to you from an early morning truck ride into town. The sun is not up yet. The people are not up yet. I am barely up yet. I haven't had my morning cup of coffee. That's going to happen when I get into town. And so I would preemptively uh, like to say, excuse me. (sighs) Oh, here comes one now. Oh boy. Uh, excuse me for the yawns. Uh, there might be a yawn here and there because as I've said before, I am a man and this is an early morning truck ride into town. So please excuse the yawns. I, I do beg your forgiveness, beg your excuseness. And uh, today, this is a hashtag Wrestlecast Nation salute. So we're going to talk about one of my favorite WrestleCast. And, and the WrestleCast we're going to cover as a part of the Vince Russo uh, cadre cabal of WrestleCast, uh, the Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco show. I figured it'd be good to jump to this one uh, because, you know, we, we covered uh, the last Hashtag WrestleCast Nation episode was a tribute to uh, keeping at 100 with Conan. So I figured we'd cover the other main... Uh, uh, whee- Oh, excuse me, I'm a man, and I, I, I do beg your uh, forgiveness and your excuseness. Uh, we are covering uh, Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco. This is a feature of the Vince Russo on the Realm uh, Network, R-E-L-M. Uh, Vince Russo has five shows a week, six days a week, kind of like, what well, we're a little bit like the, uh, the level of podcasting, broadcasting that we're trying to get to... Uh, Broad podcasting that we're trying to get to here at Ring of Tyranny. Um, and uh, Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco is one of their oldest shows. I believe the Rail Network and Vince Russo, they've been uh, in operation with this operation for about two or three years. Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco, the L, T, B, and D show, is one of their more, more successful ventures, I believe, uh, possibly owing part success to the connection with Keeping It 100 with Conan excuse me excuse me I'm sorry I'm a man uh, keeping it 100 with Conan is probably one of the more successful hashtag WrestleCasts in the hashtag WrestleCast nation uh, a lot of people like that WrestleCast so I think there's a bit of overlap there with LTBD um, and uh, so basically uh, the LTBD show is Vince Russo his uh, producer slash sidekick Jeff Lane, who is kind of he's a un, uh, hero, unsung hero of the realm network. He's the one that produces all of Vince Russo's shows, and so if you know if you know a little bit about Vince Russo, he was a writer for the WWE in the late '90s when they were at their most successful, at their peak, uh, when a lot of people started tuning back in to see The Rock and the Stone Cold and the Mankind and the China. Uh generation x and all and all that good stuff uh, a lot of the crazy stuff you know a lot of the sexy crazy sexy stuff that wwe was doing at the time was bringing a lot of new was bringing a lot of eyes to the product this was uh during the monday night wars as they're commonly referred to when eric bischoff and his nitro show were doing real 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 well over there at tnt which hasn't been ignited even remotely until uh, now with the AEW reappearing on TNT like a phoenix rising from the flame. Uh, and so, Vince Russo was was at WWE at this time, when uh, at a critical, critical time, and uh, helped WWE rise to the top, rise above the high ratings of the NWO with the Hulk Hogan turning into a bad guy and that bringing all kinds of ratings and a lot of WWE's biggest stars showing up on Nitro, Eric Bischoff, you know, was paying him to come over and just show up on Nitro. People were going crazy for that. For that, you didn't know who was going to stab Vince McMahon in the back uh, next. It, it again a time not rivaled until now of people being excited to see the the head of WWE, Vince McMahon, uh, get betrayed by his own. Um, which you know, that's not necessarily. I don't love. I don't really love that, but. You know, you have John Moxley and Chris Jericho now showing up at AEW, putting AEW together. Of course, Vince Russo of the Realm Network has, has said on his shows and has pushed a the theory that this AEW itself is a complete work, uh, or should I say a farce, a uh, storyline that Vince is paying for, Vince McMahon is paying for, that Vince McMahon is behind AEW since... Uh, you know, with WCW, uh, basically he he bought WCW in the end. He crushed WCW. He destroyed it. He bought it. He took Dusty Rhodes. He made Dusty Rhodes work for him and build NXT, which is uh, now rivaling with AEW. I mean, this you couldn't even you didn't get you wouldn't get more drama out of the Godfather saga for Pete's sake. So. Uh, anyway, Vince Russo was the rider at the at the height of his ratings, uh, rocketing with uh, Mr. Ed Ferreira. Uh Vince Russo jumped ship himself. He betrayed Vince McMahon. He jumped to WCW and uh, was uh, credited as the rider, though he didn't, if you look into it, I mean, I, I listen to Vince Russo on these shows, so maybe I'm a bit biased. Maybe I'm misinformed. As some people seem to think Vince Russo does, but... He was. I know he wasn't totally a head writer. I mean, WCW itself was a, a big corporate entity. A lot of people working for it. So a lot of people blame Vince Russo for uh, WCW. Kind of dying, kind of going down the tubes. But they were spending a lot of money all over the place. And, you know, that happens when an empire spreads itself too thin. So uh, anyway, if you listen to the Realm Network, if you like Vince Russo, Vince Russo is one of the Bruce Prichard, Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, a uh, handful of writers slash bookers uh, that made wrestling huge uh, to the point where, you know, a lot of people that never would have even paid a a lick of attention paid attention in the late 90s there with the Attitude Era and whatnot. So now he's on uh, the Realm Network doing shows five days a week, uh, whereas, you know, Bruce Prichard and Eric Bischoff have gone gone back to work for WWE and... Eric Bischoff already got kind of kind of screwed over by them. We'll see if he doesn't end up in AEW. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you got you got uh, Vince Russo. Five five days a week he does his shows, and uh, you know he does his castrating the mark show where he kind of makes fun of Dave Meltzer, or reports on Dave Meltzer as he says, and how they are not really journalists. Uh, we have talked about that ourselves about how. How, you know, there's a lot of fake journalists out there in the hashtag WrestleCast Nation. And Vince Russo himself has a journalism degree, but he doesn't purport himself to really be a journalist as much as he purports himself to be an insider in the business since he was, in fact, rioting during those uh, high, high uh, rating years at WWE. That the WWE has not seen the WWE's ratings uh, have been in decline ever since for the past 20 years. So, uh, he has his shows here and uh, you have to be a subscriber it's about four dollars a month to the realm network now if you're asking me the show we're talking about today lions tigers bears and disco the ltbnd show uh, that's worth that's almost worth my dollar every week so my dollar every week uh, four weeks a month comes out to you know four dollars a month and I, i love this show this show is basically two grumpy old men arguing with each other You got Vince Russo, who has his uh, Long Island, bro. I'm from Long Island. I'm from Long Island, bro. He has that accent, and he says bro every other word, which a lot of people find annoying, but I kind of find endearing and uh, funny. Uh, It makes makes for quite a character in the audio cast uh, world, I'll tell you that much, compared to a lot of these other characters. uh, You know, Vince Russo with his bro and his Long Island accent, uh, he... He makes for quite a character uh, in my in my headphones or whatever I'm listening to. Uh, but you got him, you got Jeff Lane, who's kind of an unsung uh, hero producer of the Realm Network. He produces all of Vince Russo's shows. I believe they became friends uh, somehow. I, I mean, Jeff Lane, in a sense, you could refer to Jeff Lane as the only guy willing to... To work to, to talk to talk to Vince Russo, willing to produce his shows. I don't I doubt that that's necessarily true, but that's kind of the character he's morphed into. He's just this uh, normal guy who puts on these shows. He's I, I actually find him quite entertaining. He seems like a good guy. Doesn't swear like me, which is always a good sign. And uh, you know he and Vince try to keep the shows on the Realm Network clean. Um, you know, and I, and you get the sense too. That Vince is trying to protect uh, Jeff Lane, the normal man who produces his shows a little bit, from all the kookiness that is uh, people, uh, wrestling personalities, people involved with uh, the business of professional wrestling. Uh, but yeah, so you got Vince Russo and Jeff Lane, and then you got the big man himself who has been recently referred to as the, uh, the uh, what, what do they call him, the, the spectacular one, something like that. Disco Inferno, a.k.a. Glenn Gilberti, who we talked about last week on our hashtag WrestleCastNation salute, who is the kind of the comedic relief uh, baby of the uh, of the Keeping It 100 with Conan uh, podcast. Disco Inferno, Vince Russo and Jeff Lane make up the Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco show. This comes out every Friday on the Realm Network uh, and starts off with the, the little bumper noise from Lost that... That screeching, grating, uh, door type... Sounds like a big, old, creaky door being opened. Uh, It starts off with that. I believe, possibly, because uh, this show is constantly just Vince Russo and Disco Inferno screaming at each other, yelling at each other. Which, for some reason to me, makes for some great comedy. So, you know, in the past years, uh, they've just kind of... They've brought up wrestling... Uh, current wrestling stories, news, uh, things like ratings, how the WWE's doing and whatnot. And they'll talk about that. And uh, normally they'll start, it won't be long before they're arguing about that, even if they're on the same page. uh, You know, Disco Infernal will start yelling at Vince about how he's talking about it. Uh, Even if they're both talking about the ratings dropping in WWE, then Disco will start yelling at Vince uh, Russo about how he's, biased against wwe or whatnot um it started happening to where uh disco inferno would be yelling at vince uh russo yeah you know basically they'd cover a topic on keeping it 100 that would be covered again on the lions tigers bears and disco show so uh disco would talk about how they talked about it on his show and how vince russo was having a Weird opinion uh, about what, you know, different from what they'd said on his show about how they already talked about it. And they'd start getting in an argument there. Yeah, Disco Inferno himself, I mean, I think this is kind of him, him, his real self. He's kind of a natural heel. The man loves uh, the president. Loves how the president drives everyone crazy. He seems to like to drive people crazy. They'll talk constantly about Twitter. Uh, Vince Russo obviously gets a lot of flack on Twitter because people think he's a trashy writer, that he didn't write anything good. A lot of the quote-unquote real wrestling fans say that Vince Russo uh, almost ruined wrestling. And that seems to be a lot of uh, the—see, this is why Vince Russo has a show about— The quote-unquote journalists of wrestling, like Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller, because for years Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller and, and them have said that Vince Russo, you know, is kind of a joke. It doesn't never knew what he was doing. Should never have been a wrestling writer. That he doesn't know real wrestling. These are guys who like to vote on match quality and talk about you know the mechanics of the match and all that. Even though a lot of them have never been. Uh, professional wrestlers themselves which is what Vince Russo points out I don't need to get into the the back and forth and he said she said who's right all these different things uh I mean we're talking about professional wrestling here and these guys you know basically these guys are journalists quote-unquote that cover professional wrestling so they cover match quality and they talk about how silly storylines make everyone look stupid. And Vince Russo was kind of the king of those. So maybe Vince Russo is coming back, getting his revenge a little bit on these guys. Um, Disco Inferno doesn't seem to be a big fan either. He seems to piss them off a lot, or he seems to upset them a lot. Uh, because, uh, you know, well, he was kind of a goofy character in WCW. He's kind of lost. He lost. Uh, Most of his matches that I've seen, Disco Inferno did, so they call him a quote-unquote jobber and this and that. Uh, But, so, you know, he has a lot of opinions, and usually he takes the opinion that's going to upset the most people. I will say he's, for months, uh, for about a year, talked about how women can't wrestle, leading up eventually to Disco Inferno being up on, on Impact Wrestling there, telling some of the best female wrestlers in the game uh, to their faces that they can't wrestle, to the point that he had a match on pay-per-view with Scarlett Bordeaux, to the point that he got beat up on, on Twitch, on TV, by uh, Tessa Blanchard. And, uh, you know, most most people would agree that he deserved it. Uh, this was just his, his character uh, for a while. Talking about how women couldn't wrestle as big as men and how their bodies won't be able to handle being thrown out of the ring like men's bodies can. They're not they're not as, as big, they're not built for it is what these guys would claim and Vince Russo is kind of on that page now I think this is the kind of thing that normally turns a lot of people away from this kind of, the kind of show and it would normally turn me away uh, because I don't agree with it but at the same time I know that these guys are probably being honest. I mean, I you know I'm I come from Texas. I currently live somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific, but I'm close enough to the Houston area, and uh, you know I've I've been close enough to the Houston area to root for the Astros in this upcoming World Series. So I'm no stranger to uh, silly, incorrect uh, beliefs from old men, uh, and that's kind of how I treat this. You got two old men. You got their 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 beliefs that make all the young people mad like I'm not even a young person but I don't I don't agree that women can't wrestle uh and the thing is you kind of see that Disco Inferno got his butt kicked in the end anyway so he's bad Uh, I think he knows that he's bad uh, Disco Inferno most of the time saying things people don't agree with but that's the universe these two guys create on their podcast they're arguing about stuff and I do find it quite hilarious I don't know if you'd find it hilarious Uh, but I do find it quite hilarious. Uh, Disco Inferno is constantly basically telling Vance he's dumb. Uh, It really sounds a bit like Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau arguing on a boat half the time. You can kind of hear Jeff Lane, uh, who's a little younger, uh, producing, not only producing, but giggling in the background at, at most of the stuff that's going on. But, you know, usually they'll start arguing about stuff they agree on, like Vince. Russo will. What they argued for a few weeks about whether, since a, a lot of the wrestlers read Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling uh, Observer, I believe it is, uh, since a lot of the wrestlers read his columns um, and he rates matches. You know, he has a star rating system for matches that goes up to like uh, six stars or something like. I don't know what it is, but it rates on you know match quality, which is I guess like. How good the wrestlers are is kind of like a sport. So I guess there's like the moves that they do and things like that. It's rating rating the moves they do and things like that. Um, it'll go up to six stars. And Vince Russo thinks that's silly because he thinks the fights are fake and they shouldn't be rated. Is basically what he says. He he just all he just constantly says that wrestling isn't real um, and it should be more like when he wrote things for for the athletes' uh, backstage uh, skits and and stuff to make it more entertaining. It should be more like that. More more people involved in the writing and producing of wrestling right now should be doing things like that if they want bigger ratings. That's his theory. And uh, Disco Inferno seems to kind of agree with him. Uh, Disco Inferno also wrote uh, with Vince Russo at TNA for years as it turned into Impact. And then Bischoff and... Bruce Prichard took over there and uh, kind of ran that place into the ground. So there might be a little something to what they're talking about. And Vince Russo seems to be the last holdout of the old of the old guard uh, that hasn't returned to WWE. I mean, he did in the early 2000s for like 2 days apparently, but he hasn't returned um, during these really struggling times. as some kind of some kind of secret weapon to turn the ship around. Uh, he's kind of the last of them. And we'll see if WWE doesn't offer him like $10 million to come and do it uh, at some point. They're, they seem to be getting pretty desperate to me. But anyway, you got these guys talking uh, for for months, or for a few weeks at least, they were talking about how women can't wrestle. And then Disco got pulled up onto Impact Television and got Impact. Some of the highest ratings it got while it was over there at the Pursuit uh, Network on Twitch TV. I thought those were pretty great episodes. Uh Disco Inferno, Glenn Gilberti was great in those episodes, and uh, you know, go find those episodes if you. I don't even know where they would be unless you got the Impact Plus app. Uh, you can get access to those on that, I suppose. Uh, I don't, I don't have that. I'll catch Impact's old episodes on Pluto TV now. That I don't know if it's even. I don't know if it's on Twitch now that it's on Axis TV. I haven't tried. I haven't had the time to watch it. Uh, as I said, I'm busy. That's that's why I do these. Uh, Podcast now, all these wrestle casts from my uh, early morning truck rides into town. Uh, but so, Lions, Ties, and Tigers, Bears, and Discos, man, two grumpy old men arguing. One of the most entertaining WrestleCasts in the hashtag WrestleCastNation. Uh, they talk about wrestling a lot now, but, you know, they cover more of the wrestling community. They cover more of the hashtag WrestleCast Nation, to be honest. They talk about people that have WrestleCasts and cover wrestling purporting to be journalists. They talk about fans on Twitter tearing each other apart, tearing... Uh, Vince Russo kind of has a, a, a reputation, his fans have a reputation on Twitter for being especially ruthless uh, to those who criticize Vince Russo, so he has a loyal army of uh, fans that Disco Inferno refers to as, you know, uh, he'll kind of make fun of them, he'll kind of call them uh, idiots, and he'll basically say that they're, you know, not not fully evolved uh, examples, uh, not fully evolved creatures, they will call them lower intelligence etc etc and just repeatedly insult vince uh vince russo's audience uh which makes him kind of the bad guy the heel of uh lion's tigers and bears and disco but that's that's what makes it work and now you know the past recent weeks have been especially fun uh with vince russo doing his paintings and selling them on ebay for a good amount of money more than i ever sold a painting for he's been painting dave Meltzer. he painted a particularly bad picture of rick flair um and he's painted a couple other things the disco inferno was saying was ridiculous and was making fun of anyone who bought uh vince russo's paintings online um vince russo recently got the disco puppet kind of a nod to the firefly funhouse he got the disco puppet made in glenn gilberti's likeness and uh, that's made uh, the disco inferno particularly upset and it's been pretty hilarious I think it's a good time. I think it's fun. They get a little intense sometimes for people. I think that's why a lot of people might get turned off by it if they think they're... I don't think that they're too serious, anyway. I think they've agreed not to kill each other, at least, no matter how bad the arguments seem to get. But I think it's a good time. The Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco Show. I believe you can get a month of Realm, RELM, network free. Uh, So you would get four episodes of this show. You can download them and keep them if you want. Listen to them over and over. I've done it sometimes. There's even a video broadcast. So Realm Network does go uh, above and beyond to give you uh, some kind of quality for the money that you're paying them. Uh, the kind of thing maybe we hope to one day do here at Ring of Tyranny. And you can go to Patreon.com slash Ring of Tyranny. That's R-R-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. Become our second, our third, even our fourth patron. You can join Mr. Bid over there who's supported us for a good... Uh, four or five months now, even though he purports to not uh, be behind that. He's saying it's not even he doesn't even know where they're getting the money from. Uh, He says uh, it's the PEE, the Pentagon Earth Experience the P people uh, that whacked him uh, when they thought I called, said whack-a-dude instead of calling him a whack-a-dude and they whacked him and put him in the hospital. Mr. TEC Bid says, he's not contributing to us, but I'm looking at the statements and it says he's still contributing to us so we do appreciate that. And I want to play the TEC Bid appreciation song uh, here as he is our only uh, only patron. TEC Bid Thank you for your bad. TEC Bad. Thank you for your bed. You commented, but you made history with Bum Alan, and Birdie. So thank you, patron. Our first patron. That was, of course, the TEC bid appreciation song. Um, But, yeah, head on over to Realm Network. Get yourself a free month. Check out the Lions, Tigers, and Bears and Disco show. You also have Castrating the Marks. You also have uh, Vince Russo's That's Life is Raw and SmackDown review with uh, old good old Stevie Richards of the right to censor there. And uh, Ben Hamine, it's a little off-color, you know, these are more of the kind of more of the kind of the jokes I don't totally agree with. Uh, ben Hamine's made fun of Nia Jax's weight, which I don't agree with. I love Nia Jax. I didn't ever appreciate that. Uh, But, you know, who knows? You might like it. You might find more in it than I do. Might become your favorite Raw Smackdown review. At least they've been in the business, which is uh, Vince Russo's entire argument against uh, 90% of the hashtag WrestleCast. You know, sometimes I talk about that cover WWE coverage exclusively and nothing else. Uh, You know, that's kind of his position on those, but... Yeah, go on and give it a try. The Realm Network, R-E-L-M. And if you want to send us an email, you can do so. Tyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us your questions, criticisms, comments. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow uh, with hopefully a uh, NWA Power Review. Uh, We thank you for listening to the show once again. And uh, like I say, may the good Lord suplex Sorry, excuse me, I I messed it up. I'm messing it up, folks. I'm going to get it right today. May the good Lord take a liking to you and suplex you real soon. Good morning.